This week on the podcast, talking about a product failure by Whole Whale. This is Using the Whole Whale, a podcast that brings you stories of data and technology in the nonprofit world. My name is George Weiner, your host and the chief whaler of wholewhale.com. Thanks for joining us. This week on the podcast, we have a short one for you, and I'm just talking honestly about a product we launched and failed, and I think there's some lessons learned here. Just to start, the context. You know, Whole Whale is a digital agency. We work directly with nonprofits and social impact organizations on one hand. We work to help their analytics and improve their growth online. We also have educational content, such as the words you're listening to right now, and our website, and our online courses. We also launch products. You've heard me talk about getlighthouse.io, which is a Google Analytics add-on that lets you see exactly what the emails that you get through your site are doing on your site uh, in the past two years of activity. We also launched a product called All Good Text about four years ago, and it connected Google Analytics data and allowed it to be text messaged to your phone every week. You could choose three KPIs, three uh, key performing indicators from that platform, or YouTube, or in addition to YouTube analytics as well. And the idea was just to close the loop, to make sure people could actually get you know just the data they needed on their phone, and it would show you your key performing indicator of this week versus last week, and whether it went up or down, giving you the delta. I mean, the idea was perfect in my mind, it couldn't fail because I really wanted it. And frankly, I loved this product. In truth, it was a $13,000 vitamin. And what do I mean by that? About, you know, I'm gonna call it four or five years ago, this, this concept in Silicon Valley came out about the type of product you're building and whether or not it was either a painkiller or vitamin for your audience. And, and what that ultimately means here is that are you building a vitamin, something that is nice but not necessary, something that'll make you healthier versus something that is solving an immediate problem. You walk down the aisle and you look at the painkillers and you have a headache, you're buying one of those. You want that headache gone. You have a problem. It's absolutely necessary. And in translation, a painkiller is a type of product and type of solution that's looking at solving either you know your revenue line or your expense line, just to put it bluntly. Are you making things cheaper and easier or are you making things more profitable, making more money for the company? I think the same thing can be applied to some of the products and programs maybe that we run in nonprofits. But I wanna come back to all good text because I was so sure this was gonna work. Who doesn't want text messages full of data? to their phone because what we saw with our clients was nobody was looking at the emails that were automatically being generated by Google Analytics, the dashboards we create, all these like customizations, but the feedback loop wasn't there. And I was obsessed with this idea of feedback loops and the idea that when you get a feedback loop going, right, let's say you're driving down the highway, you're doing 55 into 54, you look at your speed in context with the speed limit and if you're going well over that, you adjust it. You go by a radar sensor and it's showing you you're going this fast and it's over this and it's blinking, it's yelling at you. You're like, oh, I better slow down. It's a perfect feedback loop. So our thought was dial this up 
create little mini dashboards via text messaging. We built that on Twilio and pulling in Google Analytics and pulling in even YouTube analytics. And in my mind, it just, it couldn't fail because it was uh, such a great solution. Which leads me to my next point. I was designing a product with an N of one, meaning number one, one person, me. And in my mind, I was the test case. And frankly, I didn't go out to the world enough and pre-test the desire for this product. I simply built it. Again, it's four years ago. I'm far smarter than old George, <laughs> right? So if I could go back in that hot tub time machine, you hear me asking guests, if I could go back in that hot tub time machine, here's what I would suggest to the George that ended up spending over the years $13,000 on this product, uh, which is not an insignificant amount of money when we're you know strapped for the abilities of our, our team to build things. Here's what I'd say to him though. I'd say, is there a way to simply build a landing page that lets people sign up. Sure, they can sign up with text messaging. And here's what I want you to do. If you get more than 30 people using this thing, if you get more than 30 people using this thing, then I want you to actually create the product. But until then, fake it. Just send out a weekly blast, get hooked into their Google Analytics, and see if they respond to it, see if they like it, and just manually do this and see how it actually grows. Because if I had done that, I would have realized that, you know, even though we did send thousands of data texts to people over a number of years, we never really got above like that 30 to 50 users. And it didn't end up growing the way I thought it did. It didn't generate revenue and it didn't even help my target audience, which were, which were nonprofits, keep a better eye uh, on their data. It did prove uh, an interesting use case of, of Twilio and text messaging and, and demonstrated some of our abilities with Google Analytics, but it really didn't drive revenue for us. You know, we built a, a product that was a vitamin. We built a product that I didn't properly test up front. And so, you know, this year as we went through, basically the tipping point was Google updated some APIs and suddenly it started to break. And we had, you know, one or two users say, hey, it's not quite working for me. We tried to fix it quickly, and then I just realized uh, the final piece here, which was, you know, don't succumb to the sunk cost fallacy. This is the idea that, like, I looked at. It, I was like, I've spent so much on this, like, in terms of time and time and resources. Like, uh, I have to fix it. I have to get this working again. And then I stopped and said, Look, my next dollar spent, my next hour spent really should be spent on something that is growing and something worthwhile. It should ignore previous investment of time and money and simply say, how do I do the next smartest thing with the next dollar and the next hour of my time? And so uh, this is a podcast episode talking about what I learned from this, this $13,000 lesson. Uh, so this may be the most expensive podcast you end up, or episode you end up listening to for quite some time. I Hopefully people are not spending that much on their podcasts. Uh, I guess the audio could have been better. We could have had uh, a score set to that. We could have hired Greg Thomas to do that, but I digress. So if you go to allgoodtext.com, I basically turned it into a bit of a, a bit of a joke site where I poke a little fun at, at what we were doing um, and some of the misconceptions I had. But again, the takeaways here, it's, you know, it's when you're designing a product, how do you test it cheaply and as cheaply as possible? Do it 
in a way that's maybe a little inefficient before investing the resources in, in scaling it in the back end? How do you think about when you're designing a program, whether or not ultimately it's an N of one, meaning just you, your brilliant idea in a vacuum? How do you consider it in the, the lens of vitamin versus painkiller? Is this a nice but necessary? Nice, necessary but nice. And I think a lot of times in the sector, we sometimes create programs and we don't have the beauty, frankly, of the financial market to hit us upside the head and say, hey, George, this isn't impacting people as much as it could. And in fact, you're wasting time and resources that could be spent elsewhere. And that's why, you know, when we talk about impact measures and really holding the impact ROI of our work uh, to account, you know, that's why that's so important. That those are those are our measures. So a little call to action there. Go check out. <laughs> oh God, you know, go check out allgoodtax.com. I made a bit of a joke of it, as I said. And at the bottom, there's a delightful little area where I, I invite you to share uh, this page. Uh, via Twitter with one of, you know, the people in your network who may be about to build, uh, about to build that vitamin uh, for their audience. And uh, hopefully, you know, if it saves one other person uh, a bunch of headaches, maybe this $13,000 vitamin and, and podcast episode was worth it. Thanks as always. These resources will be available online at this podcast episode. Thanks for joining us. Oh, hey. And since we did drop 13 grand on this episode, if you could leave us a rating in the good old iTunes store, that would be greatly appreciated. Thanks for listening. This has been Using the Whole Whale. For more resources on today's show, please visit wholewhale.com podcast and consider following us on Twitter at Whole Whale. And thanks for joining us. Thanks, as always, to gregthomasmusic.org. Thanks, buddy. Your music and dulcet sounds really tied this episode together. <laughs>